guys. Welcome to episode 141 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by the gladiator of the geeks, Riley Shepard. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by the amazing gladiator of the geeks, Riley Shepard. So how are you doing today, Riley? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, we got a lot to discuss, but firstly, before we dive into all things wrestling, I absolutely need to know more about the time you got to sing with Pink when you were 13 years old, because that is something so amazing. When I found that, I need to know this story. Oh my gosh. Um, So I've been obsessed with Pink, and when I say obsessed, like she has been my favorite singer since I was like preteen. Mm-hmm. So um, I was a very grumpy, uh, morose preteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> morose is putting it nicely. And my parents were very sweet and very nice. I had written them a poem uh, because I was very disgruntled and, and it was not a nice poem. Um, and my dad found it. And it was after they had bought tickets to surprise me to go see Pink. <laughs> and I remember they tell they told me afterwards they're like we didn't know we were gonna rip up the tickets and everything because it was not it was uh one of those angsty poems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so um, I got brought to PNC Bank Art Center in New Jersey, and as far as I knew, these tickets were for Lenny Kravitz. Um, so I was still being a little brat Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I didn't realize that it was even a pink concert until we got into the venue and I look over and there's a shirt hanging at the merch stand that says pink. And I just like, my heart just burst and I just was kind of dumbfounded and looked at my parents and felt like such a jerk (laughs) (laughs) for all I had put them through. And I remember when we went, she was just opening and it was before she has these big extravagant concerts now. Yeah. It was way before that. There was like no one in the venue because she was opening. And my dad just shoved me down the aisle to the stage to her. And she just squatted down and held out her mic <gasps> and let me sing with her and just made my preteen dreams oh, come my true. <laughs> now, do you remember what song? Oh, God, no. I wish I did, too. It was one of those things where I just remember the mm-hmm. feeling, but I don't remember the song. Okay. I really do wish I remembered. But how many people get to say that one, okay, I've seen my favorite artist, so I can't say that, but how many people get to say that they get to sing, basically, with their favorite artist? I don't, probably not very many. And yeah. Yeah, it just... Uh, it will always be one of my favorite memories. And I, I'm so grateful to my parents that they they stuck with it and let me oh go. <laughs> yeah. So you've kind of, you've been to two pink concerts, correct? Or has it grown? 
Uh, yeah, I've been to two. I actually, the memory has just popped up from, I think it was like eight. Yeah, it was eight years yeah. ago. I got to go see her again. Now she's doing all her aerial acts and everything mm-hmm. like that. And it was much more crowded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of people in that venue. Um, and it's awesome to see what a difference it it's mm-hmm. been what like 15 years how yeah. much she's grown and her fan base has grown and it ma- it makes me so happy to see it because I've loved her forever so yeah um it, it's really cool to have been able to see her when she was in her like grassroots mm-hmm. stage to now and also see her again it's really really awesome yeah concerts is something I miss so much so I oh used to gosh. go to like at least two to three concerts a year sometimes more and now it's been like I'm having withdrawals it's been about six 16, 17 months now and I'm missing out. So do you remember the last concert that you went to before the world fell into shambles? Oh, I don't know if the last, it was the last concert. I went to Firefly, um, which is a whole three-day festival, Mm -hmm. which with a a ton of bands and you camp there and everything, which was a really cool experience. And that was like last summer. Um, and I got to see AJR and walk the moon and a bunch of new artists I've never gotten to see before, which it was so cool to discover new artists that you didn't even realize or were aware that were out there. And now you, you hear them for the first time and you're like, all right, that's added onto my playlist. Um, so I think that was the, the last concert I went to, but I'm, I'm with you. My, my dad has always brought me to concerts Mm -hmm. since I was little. That's kind of like been our bonding experience. So he's brought me to all concerts from pop to rock. Like I remember being 13 years old and he brought me to a disturbed concert and it was so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm with you. I'm missing concerts. I'm going through the withdrawals too. It, it's something that we, I guess we took for granted and the virtual, not that I've done a virtual concert, but I feel like the experience just isn't the same. Like yeah. it feels like it would, you would just be basically like looking at a concert clips on YouTube, which I'm guilty of doing way too much, <laughs> but it feels like it's, that's, it's not that same experience where you're there. You can feel like the energy, the intensity, yeah. the emotion from the crowd and the artist, And like that moment of stillness when your favorite song plays, I miss it so much. <laughs> Right. Yeah. The, the energy, and it's kind of like the same with wrestling too. It's one thing to watch it on TV, but the energy and feeding off the crowd and feeding off the performers and things like that, it's just unmatched. And I actually did a a virtual concert recently, AJR. They had a virtual concert, which was really cool because they made it more like a play, but like you were saying, it was, it was a cool experience. Mm -hmm. But um, for a one-time thing, but I don't know if I would want to keep doing it. I want concerts back. I know. I miss them so much. And, you know, especially since this last year has been crazy. Do you have any favorite songs to just boost your mood or amp yourself up if you're feeling down? Ooh, I actually, I have a playlist. It's actually my workout playlist and I'm... That's really what I listen to when I'm trying to get amped up, whether it's before personal training or before wrestling match or anything like that. It's just a mix of rock and a lot of a lot of female rockers like Evanescence or Paramore, um, but also like Linkin Park, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace. So that's more of my amped music that I listen to. Um, Happy, I think. Hmm. Sarah Bareilles always makes me happy. Yeah, she always. has a great voice for that. Yeah, 
Yeah. (laughs) And that's like a chill happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's moments where you want to feel like I need motivation, but then there's just other moments where you want more mellow, like nice, just nice upbeat music. So I totally get the difference. Totally. Yeah. And And she's amazing in concert. She's probably one of the only people that I have ever cried in a concert before (gasps) ever. Cause she sang her song from waitress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful and just mournful. And yeah, I just had tears in my eyes and it's never happened before. Um, and I look, I'm looking around cause I'm like, uh, this isn't just me, right? That's getting mm-hmm. hit hard. I'm not being weird. Right. And so many other people, she just brought tears to people and it was so good. See, it's those moments, those emotional moments that, you know, Oh, I miss them so much. You have no- yeah. well, I was gonna say you have no idea, but you get it. Oh my no, god, I, completely I miss get it. it so much. I'm going through withdrawals. <sighs> it's not the same live. Yeah, it's like a cool experience, like you said, but you can't replicate that like in person emotion and atmosphere. I just yeah. feel like you can't. <laughs> no, and I- hopefully come fall if enough people are vaccinated and safe enough, maybe. We can possibly have concerts mm-hmm. here. I would love that, but I know I know everyone's just trying to be safe right now. So yeah. I get it. <laughs> I know. Now, how else have you stayed sane or motivated throughout this last year? Obviously, you've done a virtual concert, like you said, but what else have you been doing? Yeah, um, so I still train. I still have a personal yep. trainer named Sydney who has kept me completely sane during this time between coming back from my ACL injury and also COVID being able, she's been like in my COVID bubble from the get go, mm-hmm. because I, I knew I needed to keep seeing her and keep working out because that's been one of my outlets um, for most of my life is just to be able to be athletic and work out. So that's one of the things that helps me cope a lot. Um, also, video games. Yeah. Animal Crossing happened to come out in March, right when <laughs> COVID hit. Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure most people who wouldn't have picked up Animal Crossing picked it up because they needed something to do when the world shut down. Um, so that definitely building an island and being creative in that way really kept me sane. Um, and I also just try to learn, which for me was getting certified in domestic violence and sexual assault response team to continue learning and growing because one, it's something I'm very passionate about outside of wrestling, but it's also something that I wanted to bring back to the wrestling world after speaking out. So just to have like that goal of, okay, I may not be able to wrestle right now, but how can I make the wrestling world and community better? And that was what started in September. I got certified for that. And now I actually got hired onto their safe house team, which is really cool. Yeah. So like, even though I haven't been able to wrestle, that part of me has been able to grow and I've been able to cultivate cultivate that part and that passion which has been really really cool yeah and something just I truly admire about you is not only being able to have that passion to make a difference because I completely get that but you are also you embrace yourself a lot and you have a shirt that says defy the doubters so can you kind of tell me more about this mentality of embracing and being yourself and your refusal to be anybody but yourself yeah, um, it really goes back to just when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I was so afraid to use my voice mm-hmm. because 
I got really bullied. Um, and for years, I felt like I couldn't speak out. For years, I felt like I couldn't stand up for myself. And it took pretty much the bullies turning on someone else. Like they got bored with me and they turned on someone else who was a, a girl who was a year younger than me for me to realize that this one wasn't serving me. It also wasn't helping anyone else to stay quiet and mute myself and mute my voice um, for fear of retaliation, for fear of being made fun of, for fear of just, just fear. Um, and it, it probably took me until I was like 14, which thinking right now, that's actually a really young age to yeah. have this kind of, mm -hmm. kind of talk with yourself for me to be like, you know what? I'm not going to be quiet anymore. I'm not going to shut up. If I have a problem, I'm going to tell you if you're picking on someone else and I see it, I'm not going to let that happen because I let it happen to me for two years, two or three years. Um, and so it just kind of all comes from that core mentality of I'm no longer staying silent. I'm no longer letting people push me around or doubt what I can do because I'm capable of so much more than I thought I was. And so whenever someone doubts me now or whenever someone doesn't know me or I'm an underdog or an unknown in wrestling, it just gives me more fire to be like, well, you know what? Mm -hmm. Prove them wrong and defy the doubters. And this is who I am. And I, I'm not only creating that space for myself, I'm creating that space for other people who feel like they're an outcast or a geek or a freak, because I want people to know that no matter what anyone else tells you, you can and are capable of anything you set your mind to. That's truly astounding because like you said, four, 14 really is a young age because I'm I'm still at 23 years old right now and I still have a lot of uncertainties and like self-doubt and people pleasing. So I'm not even at that point yet in my life where I can say with certainty that I'm like all for embracing myself and not afraid to stand up. Maybe just the kind of person I am. But to be able to at 14 have that kind of self-reflection and to turn it into something organically good, I don't think a lot of people have in them. So that's something I just really, really admire about you. Oh, thank you so much. I, I I think it really is more because I saw what happened to someone else. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how hard it is. And, and maybe because you mentioned you're a people pleaser, I completely feel that. Mm -hmm. It's so much harder to stand up for yourself sometimes than it is to stand up for other people. That's true. Um, intrinsically, it's hard. Whereas for me, if I see, like, I'm one of those people, if, if you hurt my family, my friends, you, you better run <laughs> because I'm coming for you. But if I, I felt like I could take so much hurt and just internalize it, um, and not stand up for myself, but because this other girl was being bullied, I went, nope, this isn't mm -hmm. happening anymore. Um, but yeah, I still feel, I still have that people pleaser or that anxiety of, I don't want to disappoint people. I completely uh, get that too. But at the end of the day, I am who I am and nothing's going to change that and no one's going to change that. So I, I can't continue to try and people please and, and diminish myself anymore. 
And another thing that you mentioned too is that you obviously love embracing your geekdom as you are named the gladiator of the geeks. And I am very much aware that you are into a lot of the sci-fi genre when it comes to books, film, and gaming from what I can gather. So of each, what is your favorite sci-fi book, movie, and video game? Ooh, favorites are always hard for me (laughs) to pick one. If you have a Um, few, I'll allow it. (laughs) So books, I think growing up, it was always Goosebumps that that started me. And then like I have uh, pretty much that started it. And then Harry Potter, when that whole fandom came out, was definitely what continued to grow it. And then now as an adult, my favorite book series is The Dresden Files. So those are three books. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge book nerd. That's uh, when I got grounded a lot growing yeah. up because you, you know because they took your uh <laughs> yeah they took your yeah. cons- or not consoles but you know what I mean I can't think yeah. of right now <laughs> my little game boy I was I actually That's wasn't it, yeah. allowed to have a gaming system growing up mm-hmm. except for game boy that was literally the only game uh gaming console I was allowed to have probably because my parents knew I would get obsessed with it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so it really books were my escape at that time when I was growing up Whereas now when I turned 21, 22, I moved in with my, my partner and he brought his Xbox and it was just like done from there. Love that. <laughs> so, so yeah, he, he got me more into video games than just, um, I did like Pokemon and Zelda and everything on my Game Boy growing up, but my favorite series has always been Mass Effect. And my favorite game is probably Dragon Age uh, Origins. So that's really what started my love for RPGs on on the bigger consoles. Um, and what was the third one? Movie slash film. movies. Ooh, okay. Um, definitely Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's mainly because my dad would brought me to the movie theaters to see them, and I like actually saw them in the theater, uh, and it was so good. And that just that started my love for like elves and hobbits and dwarves and, mm-hmm. and which grew into LARPing and, and more, <laughs> but yeah, definitely Lord of the Rings for movies. Now on the topic of film a fun fact is that you were actually cast in three horror films in high school where each time you were somehow ended up being the <laughs> final girl or the last survivor. So was that something coincidental or what do you make of that? Oh my goodness. I, I maybe they just realized I'm a survivor. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure the reason why I was even cast was because I had such a good blood curdling scream. Oh, okay. Because uh, at that time I had I I've never acted. I've never done mm-hmm. anything in, until that time in yeah. high school. Um, so I'm pretty sure I got cast because I screamed well. <laughs> Hidden talent but, right there. Yeah, right. Um, But yeah, I think it was just more coincidental that I happened to be the last one killed off. But now that I think about it, it's definitely funny. I'm I'm definitely a survivor. (laughs) Oh, that's love. That's funny, though, too. But obviously, wrestling ties in a lot of acting and theatrics as wrestlers develop their own unique personas and gimmicks. So besides yours, the amazing gladiator of the geeks. Is there any persona or character in wrestling that you yourself are particularly invested in or are just a massive fan of? Ooh. Hmm. There's a lot. I, yeah, there <laughs> is. 
I, I think at this point, anyone who tries to do something different mm-hmm. piques my interest. Anyone who tries to do something theatrical. I love Alexa Bliss and what she's doing now. I love the horror part, horror-esque feel of it mm-hmm. very, very much so. Um, which probably leads back to the horror films that I did yeah. in high school and everything. Um, so that's probably my favorite currently that I'm really enjoying. But I also really just like seeing people like Nyla Rose, just mm-hmm. being able to embrace all she is and being the the fierce beast that she is. Um, even though it's not as gimmicky, it's yeah. really cool to see her completely dominate in AEW. There's there's so many amazing characters. I feel like a lot of them transcend reality. And I, I really love the horror genre as well. I feel like I'm drawn to a lot of the darker characters who are, have really great personas outside of just like the pure wrestling ability. I feel like the ability to have a great character and tie that into in-ring psychology and storytelling is so masterful. And when it all comes together, it's just like pure magic. It really is because everyone who's in wrestling is a good wrestler. Yeah. Or everyone who's got a contract, you know, they're a great wrestler. There's a reason they're on TV. It's because they're good at wrestling. But if you have that extra it, the extra factor of something that can draw you in character wise and get you invested, that's the whole point of wrestling. That's why we're entertainment. Yeah. Gotta love entertainment. And speaking of entertainment, we have to talk about this amazing event coming up on April 24th at Invictus Pro Wrestling entitled In Bloom, where you take on Vicious Vicky and Vanity in a triple threat match, which I myself am sponsoring. I'm super excited for it. So what are your thoughts heading into this matchup going against these two opponents specifically? By the way, first of all, thank you so much for sponsoring us. I really, really, really appreciate that. Um, but I, so I faced Vanity before. Mm-hmm. She is the BCW Women's Champ. Yes. And that's the last time that I've faced her. I've also faced her in WoW. So with her, I know a little bit more because I've been able to face her, but it's been a while. We haven't been able to step into the ring together mm-hmm. since the summer. And I know she's constantly upping her game. And I know that when I get into the ring, it's going to be a battle because that's just who she is. And that's the same with Vicious Vicky. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has the name Vicious. Yeah. In her reason. name. Yeah. So I know that I know that these two women are completely going to bring it. And I have to bring my all and just my A game against both of them. But I'm I'm very, 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 very excited. And I can't wait just to bring the entire roof down with both of them. Now, a triple threat is obviously more difficult to navigate and win since you always have that third-party threat or factor in that matchup. So how do you plan to navigate this dynamic? Head on a swivel. <laughs> that's, that's really what you need to yeah. do because if you get caught up in one uh, one person, the other person's coming behind you. So you just really need to have a head on a, your head on a swivel. And the great thing is, like, I know this is weird, but... Uh, as a police officer, you were supposed to, you're supposed to observe yeah. and make sure you're keeping your eye on everything. And so I can use those skills of making sure 
that while I have my eye on vanity, I'm not letting Vicky sneak up behind me. So that's really the, the biggest thing in a triple threat that I know tends to get people caught up. So yeah, that's, that's my goal. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously this event takes place in your home state of New Jersey. And like I mentioned off air, right before we started a big staple of the New Jersey, New York area is their pizza, which I hear is your favorite food. So (laughs) tell me what is your go-to pizza style or topping of choice? This is really important. This is the real (laughs) question. It really is. So my my partner actually has become friends with any of the pizza parlors we we <laughs> move by love that. yeah we we've moved a couple of times and he always goes in to get the pizza so he's made friends because that's how often we get pizza um i tend to get pepperoni sausage mushroom and uh bacon on it always <sighs> I've never yeah. had bacon on a pizza. I, huh, I'm from upstate New York, like near Buffalo. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> it's a game changer. Huh. My partner, my partner just gets purely bacon, and then mine's just the mishmash half. <laughs> so he's the one who turned me on to bacon. And so that got added onto the pepperoni, sausage, and mushroom. Now, is it like bacon pieces like scattered about, or is it like full-on strips? Oh no, not full on strips. Okay, Definitely bacon. <laughs> Real bacon, not those yeah. like fake red yeah. that you see in those silver yeah. bacon pieces. Huh. But yeah, real pe- bacon pieces. And okay. it's delicious. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to, I don't know if they have a, uh, places around where I live with it, but if, I'm going to have to try that sometime. If not, I'm going to travel down there just to try that. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. Definitely <laughs> try it. If, even without the pepperoni, sausage, and mushroom, if you just get bacon, it's still yeah. very delicious. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to take your word for it. Pizza is my favorite food as well, although I'm more of plain or I like um, sausage on my pizza a lot too or just extra cheese. I'm really picky when it comes to pizza, to be honest, though, but I'm open to trying it. Okay, I got to try this now, Riley. You got me thinking. I'm with you on being a pizza snob, though. If I I travel outside of New Jersey or New York, I'm not getting pizza because it's never good enough. (laughs) I, I know. Uh, it's just not the same from like your hometowns and all that. I've been to New York and part, I don't know, maybe it was just a place I was at, but the pizza was just not the best. But again, it was only from one random place. So uh, I, it's not fair for me to judge it, but I just got to find the right places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you got to make sure to uh, have your place that you yeah. know you can go mm-hmm. back to that's going to give you a good pizza because it's always disappointing when yeah. you get a pizza that is not up to par. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Now, lastly, we're all about hashtag girl power here on A Wrestling Gal. So is there any female in your personal or professional life who inspires or empowers you the most? The most? Um... I'm going to say my mom for sure. My mom has been the backbone of my family. She, even though there's a huge gap, because I have three other siblings, there's a huge gap between myself and my older sister Mm -hmm. and my younger siblings. And regardless of that, she's fought to keep us together and keep us a family unit unit we have sunday dinner um pretty much every other week to make sure we all catch up and are together and she's a very very big part of that um and she's 
just whenever she's challenged, she always rises to the challenge. And I don't know, I don't know if you've seen, but I, I've posted pictures of her. She's lost so much weight from five years ago because she's working her butt off and she became a spin instructor, which yeah. is something that she she's always loved to work at at the gym. She's just never instructed. So now at 50 something years old, she became a spin instructor. And the fact that she continues to grow and learn and never stops, um, it's always been inspiring to me. Oh, I love that too. Talk about like a transformational journey and like you, you're never too old or too young to go after something and make like a life change like that. I love that so much. Yeah. And she definitely inspired myself and my sisters as well. Cause we, we've with COVID, a lot of people have fallen off of the train, but my mom has never stopped. She's constantly mm -hmm. working out. So we send each other pictures of our workouts Aww. or things like that. Just that's constantly because we're trying to inspire each other. And she tells me, she's like, oh, I lifted this amount of weight. Oh, and she gets, she brags to me and it makes me so happy <laughs> that she's happy uh -huh. and she's bragging and she's strong. And I love it. Oh, we love a strong, empowered woman right there. I wish, yes. you know, like you said, especially in these last years, a lot of people have fallen off of it. But the fact that your mom has still been able to persevere and keep at it is really admirable. It really is. Strong mama. <laughs> <laughs> now, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? Yes. So I actually have a website, RileyShepard.com, that has a lot of my matches. And then I am on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Riley Shepherd. It's all the same on all three. Um, and yeah, that's me on social media. Oh, and merch at What a Maneuver. I used to know the whole yeah. entire <laughs> thing, but I <laughs> just Google What a Maneuver and Riley Shepherd, and you got my shirts. <laughs> And again, everybody, don't forget to check out Riley in her triple threat match at Invictus Pro Wrestling's event entitled In Bloom on April 24th from New Jersey, where she takes on Vicious Vicky and Vanity in an intense triple threat matchup. And again, thank you so much for joining me today, Riley. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. And once again, thank you so much for sponsoring our match. And I, I can't wait for it at the end of April. Of course, I am all about pro wrestling, all about women's wrestling. I love it. I'm super excited for this event. Go check out In Bloom at Invictus Pro Wrestling, guys.